president of Jay Turner Research, the firm that did this study, was quoted as saying, if our numbers are as on target as last month, rent receipts will be stronger than May, which bodes well for the industry. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with $1 million to $100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about their pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the apartment syndication school, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hello, best of your listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I am your host, Theo Hicks. 
So each week we air two syndication school episodes that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And we give away a lot of free documents with these episodes as well. These are free PDF how-to guides, free PowerPoint presentation templates, free Excel calculator templates, things like that that will help you along your apartment syndication journey. So make sure you check out our previous syndication school episodes as well as all of those free documents at syndicationschool.com. And today we are going to be talking about the coronavirus again, more specifically how it has impacted the June rent collections for landlords. So I am recording this on the 10th of June and we have already talked about May rent collections as well. So those were actually uh, hard data points where today we're going to talk about the forecasts, but also why people are confident that these forecasts are accurate. But first, let's do a quick refresher and talk about the May rent collections. We have some context. So basically the amount of rent that's collected in May by the sixth of the month was 80.2%. The same time in 2019 was 81.7%. So slightly down. However, the rent collected from April 2020 to May 2020 actually went up. So by the 6th of April 2020, the amount of rent that was collected was 78%. And then in May 2020, the amount of rent collected was 80.2%. So it actually went up from April to May, which was obviously a positive sign because a lot of investors when this first started that I spoke to in April thought that it would gradually get worse before it got better. So started at the end of March. So they expected April collections to be pretty close to normal. And then May would be lower and then June would be even lower and then July would be even lower. And then maybe some people were predicting turnarounds around August, September timeframe. Whereas in reality, thus far, April 2020 was actually lower than the April from the previous year by over almost 5%. And then the May collection was only down by one and a half percent. And actually went up from April to May. So again, I think that's interesting just to quickly kind of give a refresher on the rent collection for April and May. Now, what about June? Because in May, it was impossible to tell. Okay, we've got two data points. It went up from April to May. May seemed to be close to being in line with what it was in the previous years. But obviously, there's only two data points. So what happens in June? Well, the J. Turner Research Company... Basically, what they've been doing since, I believe, it started in April, uh, maybe even March. But they basically started doing a survey where they asked multifamily residents a series of questions. And one of those questions was, do you expect to be able to submit your rent this month? And the responses were categorized as either, I might be unable to make the rent payment. I'll be able to pay rent by the end of the month. I'll be able to pay rent by the 10th or I'll be able to pay rent on time. So those were kind of the four categories. So on time, by the 10th of the month, by the end of the month, or I won't be able to make it at all. And based off of this survey for June, 90.3% of the respondents said that they expect to pay their June rent by the end of the month. So 90.3% expected to either pay their rent on time, by the 10th, or by the end of the month. Now of that 90.3%, 84.3% said that they expected to pay their June rent by the 10th of the month. Now, compared to May, 
where they did the same survey, this was a 5% increase. So when they asked people in May the same question, do you expect to be able to pay your May rent? A little bit under 80% said that they'd be able to pay their rent by the 10th of May compared to the 84.3%. And then the remaining 6% of that 90.3% said that they expected to pay by the end of the month. So the vast majority of people expect to be able to pay their rent either on time or by the 10th. Now, of that 84.3%, 74.6% said they expect to pay their rent on time. So not by the 10th, but on time. So whatever the terms of their leases are, typically they have like a, a day or two cushion. So it's due by the third of the month. So 74.6%. In May, that number was at 70%. So again, a 5% increase from May to June in that number of people who expected to pay their rent on time. And then the remaining 9.6% of the 84.3% expected to pay by the 10th. And then obviously you've got the 90.3% paying the rent by the end of the month, again, either being on time by the 10th or by the end of the month. And then you've got the remaining 9.6% saying that they did not expect to make their rent payment for the month of June, which is about 5% lower than the number of people who said the same thing in May. Now, you might be saying, well, Theo, this is just a survey. This is not actual rent collection data. So how can we trust their forecast and numbers in such a time of uncertainty? Well, as I said in the beginning, the reason why a lot of people are trusting Jay Turner Research's numbers is because of how their predictions for May compare to the actual collections for May. So just to give one example, because this is really the most important number, is what do they project to be the rent collections in May. So when they did the same survey in May and they asked people, will you be able to pay your rent for the month of May? 80.8% of people said that they'd be able to pay on time or by the 10th. And then NMHC has a rent payment tracker where they basically update their percent of rent collected a few times a week. By early May, they found that 80.2% of rent was collected. So Jay Turner predicted 80.8. The actual was 80.2%. So their predictions are very accurate. So assuming that their predictions are going to be accurate again, then we can expect June to be better than May. And the president of Jay Turner Research, the firm that did this study, was quoted as saying, if our numbers are as on target as last month, rent receipts will be stronger than May, which bodes well for the industry. So again, the main key takeaways here is that from this survey, 84.3% of respondents expect to pay their rent either on time or by the 10th, which was a 5% increase from the same time in May. And then if you look back at the numbers that I talked about last month for May, there was a 2% increase from April to May in the rent collected by the 6th. So if again, this survey is accurate, then we'll be seeing a trend of 78% of rent collected by the 6th in April, 80.2% of the rent collected by May 6th, and then 84.3% of rent collected by June. Keeping in mind that the main reason for the bump in the May rent collection was likely due to the stimulus checks that went out towards the end of April, whereas there's not been a second round of stimulus checks in May, so 
it seems as if the impacts from coronavirus may potentially be over. However, when I was looking at the actual NMHC rent payment tracker, which I recommend going to that website and just bookmarking it, it's just NMHC rent payment tracker. If you find it, you can bookmark it. So you can keep tracking the rent payment collection tracker for as long as you need to, as long as they keep creating it. As of this recording, they haven't updated it for June yet, but I expect them to do it within the next few days so we can see what the actual collections have been by the 6th and then see what it is by the 10th to compare that to the projections. But the president of NMHC said that, quote, the hardships caused by the outbreak are not ending anytime soon. So... Just because these numbers are trending in the positive direction, according to this person, it's important to make sure that you're staying up to date on any new rental assistance legislation, any changes to the eviction laws. Make sure you're staying in contact with the residents to make sure that they're still able to pay their rent on time. But kind of continue doing what you've been doing in the past to make sure that you're able to maximize your rent collections because it's kind of, kind of hard to tell what's going to happen. Is there going to be a second wave? Is this thing actually really over? It's kind of hard to tell, so just be a smart, conservative investor and expect and prepare for the worst-case scenario. Now, something else that was interesting before we sign off from this Jay Turner Research Survey, that was more of a reinforcement of things that we've talked about on Syndication School before and that most people already know, is how people prioritize their expenses. So another question that was posed in this survey was related to the order in which people planned on paying their expenses so the four expenses that people were asked about was their rent their car payments their utility payments and their groceries and the number one expense that people said that they would pay first before anything else was their rent so more people said they pay their rent first than that they pay their car payment first their utilities first or even their groceries first so again as i mentioned it's reinforcing the fact that as a multifamily investor in renting your units out to people, one of the last things they're going to stop paying is their rent, even before they buy groceries or pay their utilities or car payments. So even during these times of economic uncertainty, as long as people are making money, the first thing they're going to apply it towards is their rent. So again, the main takeaways here is that it seems as if the collections in June are going to be stronger than the collections in May, which were stronger than the collections in April. So now we got three data points trending in the positive direction. But again, as disclaimer, we don't necessarily know exactly what's going to happen. So this is positive news for now, but it's important to continue to stay on top of this, to continue to stay up to date on any new information surrounding the coronavirus and real estate. And then also, I highly recommend bookmarking that NM. HC rent payment tracker. Just Google it. You'll find it. Bookmark it and maybe check in with it every Wednesday or every Friday or every Monday. I'm not exactly sure when they update the numbers. So maybe it's a daily thing. Just take two seconds to look at it. And basically on the site, it has a thermometer that shows you how much of the rent has been collected thus far. And then it compares it to the previous month. So I think they began tracking in April. So it'll have April, May, and then pretty soon June numbers for the rent collected. In this case, the first one would be by the 6th because that's the first data point they collect. And then they also have the full month's results for previous months. So it says, for example, April 2020 for the month, 94.6% of people paid their rent. And then in May, it was 95.1%. So trending in the positive direction. And then it compares that to the 19th as well. And then also, so it does say here, 
which data points they look at. So on the 6th of the month, they have the data on the 13th of the month, on the 20th of the month, the 27th of the month, and the end of the month. So I'm sure for the 6th, it looks like today's the 10th, so maybe they'll have it today or tomorrow, so it's like a four-day delay. So if you look at it every week, you should have new data to look at. Again, that's NMHC Rent Payment Tracker. NMHC is National Multifamily Housing Council. All right, so that concludes this episode. Quick update on how the June rent collections are expected to go. And we should have hard concrete numbers here in the next few days, maybe even by the end of day today. Until then, and until our next Syndication School episode, make sure you check out some of our other Syndication School episodes, as well as those free documents at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening. Have a best ever day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Ready to enter the minds of successful entrepreneurs and millionaires? Are you ready to excel in your entrepreneurial and investing journey? The new podcast, Before the Millions, studies phenomenal entrepreneurs and their path to millions. Journey through exclusive interviews, giving you all the secrets to mimic their successes. Listen and subscribe to Before the Millions podcast at beforethemillions.com. That's beforethemillions.com.